0: Hello and welcome to episode 34 of Start the Beat with Sykes. I am Sykes and this is my podcast. Now, before we get started, I just wanted to take a quick moment to thank everyone who checked out last week's episode with Ryan Peters, a.k.a. Amuck. If you are one of those people, I hope you enjoyed the conversation and thanks for coming back. But for those of you out there who are new to this program, and this is your first time here, thanks for coming by. Welcome to the party. Feel free to make yourselves at home, and as always, there's beer and soda in the fridge. Now, today, my new friend Dan Rock is on the show. I guess we're friends, like we just kind of met now, like he just left a few minutes ago, and I had never met him before, and uh, you know, We had like the awkward sort of meeting of uh, getting to know each other while I was finishing up making a sandwich in my kitchen because he's a very punctual guy. He showed up early, which was, you know, thoughtful of him. But I was in the middle of making lunch, which to be fair, I started making lunch a little late and he came a little early. So we met in the middle, but it was fine. You know, I ate my sandwich and we had a nice conversation and got to know each other. Uh, for those of you who don't know Dan, he plays in a band called World Scariest Police Chases. They are a punk rock band. Pretty fun. Uh, check them out if you don't know them. And he also works at Commonwealth Press, which is a local screen printing company down right down the street from my house here in the south side. And, uh, yeah, you know, I'm not going to tell you about what we talked about. We're just going to start the conversation. So, yeah, whatever. That's enough of an intro. Sit back, relax, and let's start the motherfucking beat. I just messaged him like, hey, we're doing some pretty cool. Yeah. Want to be on my podcast? He's like, okay. And then he just showed up and came over yeah. and did it. So, punk rock. Yeah. It's your fucking shit, right? <laughs> it's, it's a Kinda? thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a thing that I've been <laughs> doing
1: for a while. <laughs> so,
0: uh, how'd that happen? Uh,
1: older brother, you know?
0: Oh, cool. Yeah.
1: My older brother played in Teddy Champs Army. Okay. And, uh, Voice in the Wire, and now he plays in Barons. But, yeah, growing up, he was 80s hardcore, discord. Uh sure. Yeah, he's, uh the last person i know that's still straight edge i think uh,
0: <laughs> so he he stuck with it Yeah. like you know a minor threat happened and oh, he yeah. was like minor got threat, your back in. biscuits yeah he, he was in he was in that's cool yeah. so um that didn't stick with you did, were you did you no. ever <laughs> did you ever feel like the straight edge thing
1: i did i was like probably 16 and yeah. i felt like When I had that first beer, I was like, oh, I let my brother down so hard. (laughs) I was like, he is going to kill me.
0: (laughs) Well, he obviously didn't kill you. Yeah, yeah. So your brother was playing in bands. How much older is he than you? Eight years. Oh, wow. Okay, so that's a pretty good gap. Yeah. I can understand the influence, possibly. Yeah. I'm an only child, so I never had that. Yeah. But yeah. my dad was real into metal, didn't play any bands, <laughs> but you know, he's fucking had Megadeth tapes and shit. Yeah. So that's what happened to me. So, when did you start playing music? Um,
1: I didn't really. Uh,
0: Sick. Yeah. I'm definitely <laughs> that, not a that's musician. super punk.
1: Uh, <laughs> I'm definitely not a musician. World Scariest Police Chases is the first band I've ever been in. My old roommate. Andy T played in the code and just was always like, we got to start a band. We got to start a band. We got to do this. And I'm like, I don't play music. I'm not a musician. Okay. And then eventually it was just like, fuck it. Let's just do this and see what happens. Like it was almost everybody that worked at Commonwealth Press at the time. Uh, Corey, who's also in Barron's now, was in the band when we started. And it was me and Andy and Corey and a couple other dudes that I'm friends with. And, And it was one of those things. I was like, I'm not a musician Andy's not really a singer he's a bass player actually everybody in the band was a bass player but they just <laughs> all played different instruments uh and I just didn't think it would ever get out of the practice space I was like oh this will be fun for like a month and you know we'll re- we wrote a couple songs I was like let's just record them in the practice space for fun we'll play one show and then it just kept snowballing
0: so when when did that happen
1: that was like four years ago Okay. Four and a half
0: years And ago. you've been, been hitting at it, been yeah. doing stuff, playing shows. <laughs> yeah. I saw you guys play once at Roboto, somewhat recently. Okay. I don't remember if I played with you or if I was just there, but I know I saw you, and it was a lot of fun. Yeah. Like, you guys have, like, all the, like, matching outfits and the, like, gimmick and yeah. the front men that are all over the place and real in your face and yeah. stuff. So, there's a lot of people in this band, right? There is, yeah. Did it start with this many people, or was it kind of like... All uh, like, let's get our homies in, and just both kept the building up. <laughs> yeah. yeah,
1: It was definitely a lot of people to start with. It was two guitar players, bass player, drummer, and me and Annie T. both sang. So there were six of us to start with. Corey quit. We got our buddy Dan DeLucia to play guitar, who is also in Remainders. And then he became a mailman. And apparently when you become a mailman for like a year and a half, you don't get any time off. And <laughs> it was ridiculous. <laughs> And we were okay. going to do fest and all this other stuff, and he couldn't do it, so we asked our buddy to play, and then we were just like, well, why don't you just always play with us? So now it's three guitar players, and uh, you know we've definitely played some shows with like Mark from The Code singing, even if Andy's there, and other people grab mics, so it's six or seven or eight or who knows how many Yeah, people. I don't know
0: exactly how many people <laughs> I don't know were there either. when I saw you play. I was like, holy shit, there's so many people! Yeah, But it was a lot of fucking fun, yeah. so um, what are you doing in the band now?
1: Uh, so I sing, is that what you mean? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I sing.
0: Okay, so you sing. Yeah. And, uh, you never played any instruments at all.
1: No. I owned a drum set and I own a guitar, but <laughs> <laughs> the things that happen with them aren't exactly
0: music. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess let's let's scale it back then. Okay. Since we can't talk about playing instruments and things like that. Uh- I don't really play any instruments sorry. <laughs> well, right? So I, I w- that would have been a bad conversation. <laughs> but um, as you were growing up, was your bro- older brother always kind of like into this punk rock thing? Did you have any other types of music that you were into before the punk thing happened for you? Or did you kind of just, like, fall into it?
1: Uh, He was always pretty into punk rock with his kind of intro to that being, like, Kiss and Motley Crue and stuff. Like, not sure. those are punk bands, but that's how he got into, like, that Well, you gotta scene. start somewhere. Yeah. But him being, like, eight years older than me, I was pretty young, and we shared a bedroom, so, like, I was hearing Minor Threat, Gorilla Biscuits, all that stuff, when I was, like really super young like that uh another state of mind tour that social distortion and youth brigade did whatever that started the day i was born and like those were the bands my brother was into so like i was hearing that stuff when i was super little my parents obviously they listened to like 50s 60s stuff i'm pretty into that stuff too just from hearing it as a little kid i'm also super I almost want to say embarrassingly, but I'm not embarrassed by it, but I'm super into top forty like pop stuff. Okay. And, like You should you shouldn't be
0: embarrassed I'm by it. I'm definitely that.
1: not embarrassed by it, but it- Everybody thinks that I should be, so yeah.
0: No, I I am a very strong believer that the idea of the guilty pleasure is bullshit.
1: I agree one hundred percent. If you
0: like something, just fucking like it. You know, don't I I went through this awkward shit in high school when like all my friends were listening to Metal and then like Yellow Card put out an album and I was like, I kinda like this, but um (laughs) I kinda can't tell my homies that I like this. And now it's like I don't give a shit. Yeah. I fucking like yellow card.
1: Yeah, yeah, and uh, cradle
0: of filth, fight me about it. (laughs) Yeah,
1: dude, I agree 100% with that. And I heard, uh, I think it was Dave Grohl saying something about, like, you know, the whole fuck guilty pleasures thing, like what you like, own it, whatever. And I was like, I could not agree with this guy more about this. Yeah. So, yeah, I listened to that. And people were like, I get it, you're like doing it as a joke, but you're actually going to start like getting into this. I'm like, I'm not doing it as a joke. I'm stoked every time I hear it. (laughs) <laughs> whatever Taylor Swift come on yeah, like, yeah yeah
0: no there's some good Taylor Swift yeah. songs <laughs> fuck I guess a large group of your friends are kind of like these punk dudes and I'm uh, probably like a lot of these punk dudes are just like really into being punk and only being <laughs> punk right Uh. so how how, how how has like as you've entered your early 30s like hanging out with punk dudes that are in their entering their early 30s as well how has that been Have you felt like, uh, some of these fucking people need to grow up, or are you you yourself still figuring out growing up?
1: Um, I don't know. Punk has always been, like, a weird scene for me. So I used to work at AF Records and work with the anti-flag guys, and obviously they're super punk, and that's how they pay their fucking mortgage and shit. Sure, yeah. And we would go to, like, punk rock bowling, and I was, like, in my early 20s, and I see these dudes who are in their early 40s, and they're wearing bondage pants and leather jackets, and I'm like, we are in Las Vegas, you assholes. Why are you wearing leather jacket? <laughs> yeah. Like, grow the fuck up. You don't need to wear the uniform every day. Yeah, you know. Sure. So it's weird. I kind of always felt, like, that whole uniform and trying to prove to people, like, how punk you are was stupid. So, like, I don't think I was ever, like that guy. Like I was never like the crusty punk kid. I yeah, didn't sure. have the butt flap and all that yeah. shit. Uh, <laughs> but, you know, it has been a massive part of who I am and like the way I think and like please... Like the, more like the ideals of it. Exactly. And the music, sure. And, and I mean I think that's definitely part of growing up listening to like I said, my brother got me into eighties hardcore Discord stuff. None of those dudes dress like that. None of those dudes acted like that. They yeah. did and said the things they did for the like you said, like the ideals of it, not the outfit and whatever the fashion of it so I don't know police chases has the shirt that says punk rocker in my life and like it's kind of a joke but I kind of feel that way like a lot of the things that I do and think are because of growing up in a punk scene that like I almost feel like if I was ignorant to those ideals I could be happier (laughs) sure you know it's like I can't just be this guy that works in an office and makes $100,000 $100,000 a year as an accountant. Like, I would never be happy, and I feel like that's because of punk rock.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, which is a good thing, yeah. and a bad thing, yeah. at the same time. <laughs> I, uh, it's like a real quick background on me, like, I grew up listening to a bunch of different music, and I definitely had my punk phase. A lot of the, like, Epitaph when Epitaph was dope. Like, a yeah. lot of those bands are, like, my shit. Yeah. But I never really got into it, and again, those bands weren't like that. They weren't yeah. the whole fashion thing. Like, I think no matter what the scene, there are those people that don't seem to grow up, and it's always because of, like, their shitty alternative music seems to have some sort of a weird stem in that. Yeah. Like, uh, old goth people. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, At least, like, you could kind of be, like, older and, like, you could be, like, 40 and dress, like, goth, but still, like, pull it off in a classy way. Yeah. (laughs) There's really no classy way to be, like, a 40-year-old punk dude.
1: Yeah. I don't think... uh... We went to Fest last year, and uh, the night before Pre-Fest started in Tampa, we went to this place called The Castle, and it's like a goth club. Awesome. And uh, it was like a Tuesday night, and it was like midnight, and there was like old 40, 50-year-old goth people, women with like boobs hanging out and all this and i was like this is a tuesday night what is going on here like it was wild it was an interesting evening (laughs) for sure where was that at uh in tampa florida Uh,
0: tampa i've never been to tampa
1: yeah that was my (laughs) one and only trip there so far in my life it was interesting
0: (laughs) so you get to play out a lot with the band i'm guessing you know a little bit yeah you've mentioned but you've you get to play out of uh the state i'm assuming you've done some shows in different places yeah. so being in a band for like i can't even imagine i'm guessing you went to a lot of shows when you were probably in your teens and yeah. stuff yeah, but sure. um you didn't really like you weren't touring and stuff so you like started tour life tour life huh? uh, <laughs> <laughs> whatever yeah. as uh, like in your late 20s um right?
1: i probably did more i never really did a whole bunch of touring but i probably did more of it uh, in my twenties, just like going out. With oh, bands. going out with friends. Like bands I went and stuff. out when my brother was in Voice of the Wire. I went out with them a couple times. We did a U.S. tour. Uh, the kid that plays drums in Police Chases now is in Tabula Rasa. Oh, okay. And, uh, went out with them a couple times for like a week or weekend, whatever. Uh, now I mean we do like weekends in Police Chases. We've gone to the fest like three or four times, but uh, we don't tour. It's not a super full time thing. Yeah, we've done like three or four day runs we went to montreal we've gone to florida like well, i'm sure it's hard when you have fucking nine
0: people in your band or whatever. Yeah.
1: It, yeah everybody has a million things going on i mean we went to we just played the fest at the end of october and our guitar player was like well i got plans to go to disney and i was like that's like an hour and a half away from gainesville i'm gonna be in orlando i'm flying into orlando i'll pick you up i'll drive you to the fest you can take the rental car back. Like you'll be gone from uh, Disney for like three or four hours. He's like, nope, can't do it. <laughs>
0: like, <laughs> Cool. So you're gonna be in Florida and not play the puzzle. <laughs> All right, that's fine. But um, I guess I guess what I, I was gonna kind of try to get a go into this like, how has uh the quote the the scene. How have you noticed the scene change? Which I guess maybe you may have seen it if you were going out with bands in your 20s when yeah. you were younger and stuff up until now. Um, I think
1: that the biggest change that I've noticed, at least lately, has been this like movement towards political correctness. When I was a kid and like would go to shows with my brother, it felt like I was in... And I was definitely at the tail end of this, so I was only getting, like, a little bit of it. But it felt like it was a dangerous place to be. And, like, shit could go down at any minute, and I needed to, like, have my head on straight, know where my brother was. Like, I was a little kid. And then, you know, like, when I was in high school and after high school going to shows, it wasn't like that, but it wasn't this thing where, like, everybody's safety is the most important thing. Like, I don't know. I feel really frustrated by this whole movement of, like, I've been going to shows my entire life. It's been this outlet of, like, energy and frustration. And, like, people go and they dance and they bump into each other. And that's fine. And we all have understood that for decades. And now, all of a sudden, no one's allowed to do that. Like, one person doesn't want someone to jump off the stage. So now no one's allowed to stage dive. It's, like, really insane to me. And I'm, like, really annoyed by it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I think that that ties into a whole nother conversation with like kids who are like more like hypersensitive about yeah. everything now yeah which is really weird i was trying to explain to a couple of kids that i know that are like 2021 20, like it's just like it wasn't like this when yeah. i was your age like when i was your age like nobody gave people shit for like hitting on girls and stuff like that like yeah. granted you shouldn't be a dickhead to girls yeah but it's so much yeah. like now it's like I feel like if I was 20 years old, I'd be afraid to even say hi to a fucking girl now because everything's so, like, you can't do this, you can't do yeah. that. And every, I think, everyone's, like, self-esteem is in question yeah. to, like, a point of I outrageousness. I think the way
1: that, like, the internet has grown is definitely, like, a, a catalyst for that. You know, like, that whole, I don't know if you're aware of it, like, but that whole Joyce Manor thing that happened with them telling people not to stay. Oh, staff. sure, yeah, like, yeah. That would have just been a thing that happened one night at a show, but some kid filmed oh, it with a yeah. cell phone, put it on YouTube, then it blew up, now it's like a whole thing.
0: Oh, yeah, it's like Fat Mike kicking that kid. Exactly. Yeah.
1: And, like, I'm sure that's happened a hundred times yeah. that Fat Mike has fucking hit a kid <laughs> that jumped on stage. Yeah. That guy is not known for being, like, a super cool, nice guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like he's sure. He's a dick. Yeah. You know? So, <laughs> that's happened a million times, and all of a sudden it's like this big issue because everybody can dissect this moment for months after it happens and like i don't know like i grew up in a scene of like kids who were open-minded and like were progressive and like pushing the envelope of like being against racism and sexism and all that stuff and
0: now it's like so far that it's like it's like people are against it but they don't even want to talk about it yeah exactly you can't even bring it up exactly and like (laughs) police chases like obviously
1: i'm not a racist sexist homophobic dude like i don't give a fuck who you are what you want to be whatever that's all fine like uh and part of like my thing is i don't like people telling other people what to do so we wrote a song gay jesus for president and uh it's about like religion and how you know, they're, like, all anti-gay. Well, not all. That's, like, a super generalization. But, like, there's yeah. a super anti-gay sentiment that is prevalent in the Catholic Church. And, uh... So we wrote that song, and it makes some bad jokes. But, like, I think the point is clear. Uh, we have another song that's called AmeriCunt, which is just a bad joke. And it has, like, the song itself has nothing to do with women or, like, calling anyone yeah. a cunt. It's just a bad pun. And, yeah. uh... A kid I know that I, like, helped put out a record for, uh, he's from Cleveland, and we were going through Cleveland, and I was like, yo, you're playing the show, can we hop on it? And he's like, sorry, man, I'm a feminist, and your band has, like, all these offensive things that you say, and we can't do it. And I'm like, dude, you know who I am. Like, you know what I'm sure. about. That's not, like, my thing. That's a bad pun in a song title that has nothing to do with the lyrics of the song. And he's like, yeah, I'm sorry, I can't. And I was just like... This is insane. We're living
0: in an insane, like, time and place. It is fucking crazy, man, because it's like, uh, can I call you man? Is that okay? (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That's, like, Um, a thing that you need to think about now. And it's, it's like, I want to respect everybody's decisions, but it's, like, this thing where it's, like, as you're, like, developing and getting older, if, like, you decide you want to live some type of an alternative lifestyle, I feel like you need to be able to, like, question the bullshit and tell people fuck you if they're saying something that's like that offends you rather than like kind of like putting yourself into a show and being like always feel like everything's attacking you yeah you're gonna spend like your whole life being like with your defenses up yeah it's like you need to just like
1: yeah i mean that dude i was like let us play the show and then talk about why you're offended about what we said at the show and we'll have like a conversation about it don't just surround yourself with people that think like you and preach to the choir all the time what good is that like yeah if you like have something that you feel strongly about get in front of people who you could have the opportunity to change
0: their minds and like, then, see, the other thing too is like sometimes like shit that's like wrong is funny yeah it's, absolutely it, it, that's it, my it, it, and i think that's humor. another thing another thing that's like comes from like our generation yeah But I guess, like, some things are just too sensitive now. Yeah, and it's it's just crazy to me.
1: I mean, the sense of humor of me and Andy T, the other kid that sings in Police Chases, that's, like, what we do is just, like, figure out who can say the more ridiculous thing that's, like, so out there and offensive (laughs) to the other person that, like, it blows their mind. And, like, we're the two dudes in the band in charge of writing the lyrics. So, like, sometimes those, like... We're never going to say something that's like racist or sexist or homophobic or something in a song. Uh, but we might
0: make a bad joke. You and I like, think like the point, too, is like you might not even realize that, like, it's like the line is getting so much smaller of what you can say yeah. that you might not even realize that you're, like, offending somebody. Yeah. No. Yeah. And it's, like, I guess, like, Facebook is being really proactive on this, like, uh, gender correctness, which is cool. Yeah. But, like, they have this thing, like... With, like, my music stuff, I try to do, like, the promoted posts. It's, like, throw five bucks at them a week, and then yeah. they'll make sure somebody actually sees the thing you're posting. Yeah. It's bullshit, but it's, like, well, I guess got to feed the beast if you're yeah, going yeah. to give into it. But now it's, like, you can't post anything that refers to somebody's, like, name, gender, or anything offensive. And I'm just trying to promote the podcast. Yeah. It's just, like, I said, like, this is my conversation with him. And it's, like, I can't say that. Wow. This is my conversation with Dan. I can't say that, Dan's your name.
1: Wow, that's insane.
0: This is my conversation. Yeah. It's like, how, what do you want me to do? That is
1: super insane, yeah. Uh, the one kid that plays in Police Chases Now was telling me that he went out on, like, a solo acoustic tour, and he was playing someplace that, uh, you know, they were super sensitive about that, and, like, they told him that, like, him, her chi, whatever, like, all those pronouns, he's not allowed to use them in their safe space, and there was, like, all these words like Z and Zed and things that were, like...
0: Yeah, yeah, again, it's like, I don't, like, I don't want to infringe upon anybody's safe space. Yeah. Because I try to be respectful, Yeah. but at the same time, it's like, you, I feel like some people were digging such a deep hole for themselves and making their life so much more miserable than it needs to be. Yeah. And I have a problem, too, where it's like, I have a couple friends that are, like, They don't want to be referred to as anything or like, you know, a trans person, things like that. But I have the problem where it's just like, again, I grew up in the early 90s. I call everybody dude. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I do (laughs) that too. And like, I got called out on it. Like, uh, I, I run Lock and Key Collective, like this really small label and our like bio basically was like, Hey, if you wanna be dudes, come down and drink a forty by the river with us. We'll be hanging out and like whatever. And someone was like, Oh, that's really offensive that, you know, you're like excluding women. I'm like, I'm not excluding women. They can be my dudes too. Yeah. Okay. I it's I don't know.
0: I'm redefining the word. Like, is that not acceptable to you? Like <laughs> I don't think it's even redefining the word. It's just I think it's just like we're experiencing like this huge generation gap now yeah. where I think it's I don't know if people when we were twenty if the 30-year-olds were going through like, oh, what the fuck are these kids doing? Yeah. You know, I
1: we just met, but I'm gonna guess that, like, based on the conversation we're having and the things that you've said, you want to respect people. You want to, like, be cool and refer to them the way they want to be referred to. So, like... You might make a mistake, and yeah. like that's fine. Like people can educate you about these things, and then you can refer to someone how they want to be referred to in the future. Like instead of jumping down your throat because you don't know the rules, like
0: walking into it. I don't know. Like it, it's it's hard. Like I feel like that's really asking a lot of somebody. Yeah. Sometimes it's not like if I have, like my like a gay friend, I'm not gonna be like, hey, Gabo, how you doing? Yeah. You know, like unless maybe it was a close gay friend, I yeah. might do that. <laughs> yeah. But you know, it's like it's just like like. It's, like, in me sometimes to be, like, hey, man, how's it going? Yeah. What's going on? It's, like, you know, if... Yeah.
1: Yeah, I just saw uh, Dave Chappelle the other night, and he had a whole thing about being at some place, and a trans person was there, and he used the wrong pronoun, and he got yelled at, and he was, like, look, you can be whoever you want, I don't care, I'm totally fine with it, but at what point do I need to start changing pronouns that I'm using? Like, how much does your choices affect me, and, like... I, I don't know. I no, thought I it mean, was interesting. I, like,
0: fuck, you know, if you've, like, Dave Chappelle talking about this stuff, it's obviously, like, a huge issue. Yeah. Uh, but I think, again, I think it's great that everybody's feeling, like, comfortable. Yeah. The world's becoming more of a safe zone for them. Yeah. You know, but it's, like, uh, don't, uh, if they're, like... It, I don't care, like, what you are, you could still be an asshole, and yeah, some people are just being absolutely. assholes about it, I think.
1: And that's, I mean, when I was a kid growing up, like, trying to get involved in the punk scene, like, I was like, if you were into punk rock, you must be cool, you know, like, okay. I thought, like, you were open-minded, you were, like, a rad dude, whatever, like, and then I realized, you can definitely be into punk rock and be an asshole, and yeah, there's, there's someone some, I don't want to know, like. There's
0: some, uh, this goes back to, like, uh, I guess, like, the 40-year-old punk dudes. There's some people in that... Uh, in the punk thing, it happens a lot with metal, too, where it's like, if it's not metal, if it's not fucking motorhead, it can yeah. go fuck itself. Yeah. fuck you. Yeah. And it's like, oh, man. I can't, like, <laughs> hang out with anybody that is, like, only fucks with, like, one type of music. Yeah. Those people are, like... It's like, do you even, I feel like you, it's impossible to like music and only like one type of music. It's like, do yeah. you like this music or this aesthetic that yeah. surrounds the music? Yeah. It's like, you know, are you really into motorhead or are you just into like denim jackets and cheap beer? Yeah. And long hair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, those are all cool things. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but it's, like, I'm, like, I'm totally down. Like, you know, I I see somebody, like, you know, like, probably a cool dude, but some of those people just suck.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's, there's shitty people and assholes in every walk of life, and, you know, the opposite is true. Like, I, I used to think that, like, you know, you had to be, like, into punk rock or, like, hardcore to, like, have the same kind of ideals as me. And, obviously, as I grew up, I realized, like, There are accountants and doctors, lawyers, whoever, every walk of life that are, like, activists or, like, you know, open-minded, cool people that do, like, awesome stuff with their time and their energy and, like, so, yeah, I don't know, but, yeah, the whole movement of everything needs to be PC or you're kicked out of the punk scene has been really frustrating to me. So, do
0: you think that, um... Was it always your intention whenever you started the band that, like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to do something that's a little more, like, tongue-in-cheek and fun and I'm, I'm not going to try to say anything serious? Or, like, you're saying, like, serious things but presenting them in a way that's more, like, um, not necessarily comical, but, like, obviously you're not, like, yeah you know, being, like, very militant yeah. with your message.
1: When the band started, like I said, it was never going to get out of the practice space, so there wasn't a lot of, like blueprint for what was going to happen it sort of like developed on the fly um but like i said me and andy t being the dudes that we are and being the guys that wrote the lyrics like that sort of happened pretty quickly that like everything was going to be a joke and be tongue in cheek and like i mean we were kind of already older dudes that had like been around a lot at that point so yeah we had seen all these dudes take themselves so seriously for so long and be like, I'm a credible musician and I have something important to say to you. And we're just so bored with it. Like, we're like, let's not ever do that. Yeah. (laughs) It's
0: kind of wild to, uh, again, like go back to like a lot of that discord stuff or that SST stuff or, and like read the lyrics. And it's like, People were saying the same shit 30 years ago. Exactly. And people were saying the day, and yeah. they're still trying to act like they're, like, delivering some all-powerful message. Well, I guess, like, if some, like, 16-year-old kid is, you know, hearing, like, whatever band, some new band for the first time and reading the shit, and it makes the same impact that, you know, something like fucking Gorilla Biscuits made on you or whatever, then yeah. it's like, okay, it's still successful. But I guess there's this kind of, like, jaded old part of me. It's just like, all of this shit's been done.
1: Yeah, Why? not only has it been done, but I feel like it was successful. And, like, it, society, I mean, maybe this is really wishful thinking, but I feel like society has changed. Like, we don't need to keep saying all the same shit. Like, we are less racist as a society than we were in the 70s and 80s, I hope. And, like, eh. <laughs> I hope.
0: You know, like, that. that, that that's and, up for
1: debate. Yeah. And as I'm saying it, I mean, I guess I'm realizing, like, some of the... <laughs> things happening in the world right now (laughs) is very uh it
0: it might have a a different mask i think it's still there
1: that's true i don't know i guess like uh, how is the argument or the conversation coming out of these dudes mouths not changed at all and i mean that's or at least the delivery of it like and that's the thing with police chases like we i guess sometimes sometimes we just want to be idiots and say dumb shit but like when we do want to say something, we want to say it in, like, this f- humorous way, like a South Park of punk rock kind sure, of Sure, sure. Okay, that's
0: it. a really good analogy. Yeah. Actually, that makes sense. Yeah. I can get that. I think that with me, it's like, I don't care what kind of music you are or what you're saying at this point. Everything's been said. You're not gonna, like, what can you do? But it's, like, obviously, there's still people with a desire to create, and I want to hear new music. Yeah. I don't want to keep listening to fucking Damaged over and over again. I want to hear some other shit, you know? And, uh, it's just, like, if it's genuine, then awesome. It's, like, that's, like, my biggest thing. If I go to a show, if it seems like they really give a fuck about what they're doing, Yeah, and, you know, taking the time, like, putting some effort into it, some real passion, cool. Yeah. Even if it's not that good. Yeah. If it is good, awesome, but if it's not good, it's like, well, if they keep playing, they'll get better. Yeah, exactly. Or if it's not my thing, it's not my thing, you know? I'll try to think of somebody I know that likes that kind of thing and be like, hey, I saw this thing that's your thing. Maybe you'd like this thing. Check out that thing. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. That's, I mean, the bands that always, like, really affected me were, like, the genuine sincere dudes that were like up there saying something like a band like hot water music that's just like a couple guys
0: like you know dude so many people dropped that name and i've never gotten into it i've never oh, really? even listened to it that's the thing it's do i mean i need to they, they I, were really important to, like, to me yeah check this out <laughs> <Yeah>. like fuck <laughs> yeah so many people i know that listen to like good music or was like hot water music i'm like how the fuck did i miss this yeah
1: they're they were very important to my musical spectrum uh like, dudes like that, and they're not necessarily, like, bringing some super political message. They're just, like, we're these four dudes that, like, if we weren't doing this, we would be digging ditches or barbacking somewhere, and this is way cooler, and we're super into it, and this is who we are, and, like, that's awesome. But, like, when I read these, like, bios from bands are like... <laughs> these like statements that they Dude, need to I make hate about band bias yeah. so much. Like, oh, we're these guys and we're so passionate and we're so sincere and we're doing this stuff. I'm like, "Quit taking yourself so seriously. You're a fucking idiot in a punk band. Who cares?" Like, Yeah.
0: I think that it's just it's really hard. It's like there's so again, this goes back before we started recording. I had mentioned how like when we were in high school there was one or two bands. Yeah. And now there's fucking 10 bands in every high school, maybe yeah. even more. It's yeah. so much easier to make music and get a band together things yeah. are like i don't know how it became more accessible yeah i think it's just like oh like we don't need a record label like we could just put our songs on myspace and then yeah, that we fucking don't... changed everything yeah
1: we don't need to spend thousands of dollars in a studio we can record it in your bedroom
0: and like like on my fucking phone yeah exactly <laughs> and like and we could take the pro we could we can record the album shoot my promos and release it on your phone. all on my phone yeah and that's
1: great, like, I think that's cool, but it definitely has, like, created a glut of, like, bands that, like, some don't get it, some are great, but, like, can't get out from the herd, and I don't know. A band like Police Chase is like, we played maybe a show a month. We've been a band for, like, four years. I think we've played, like, 50 or 60 shows total. Like, sure. uh we exist on the internet. Like, we put out a record, and we promote it online, and, like... We do like a couple shows out of town a year, you know. Do you like, feel
0: like the internet has really helped you guys? I mean, obviously, I'm sure it has, but
1: Um, <laughs> I guess I mean people know about us like all over the world, and that's awesome. I mean, and that's totally because of the internet, because obviously we've never been all over the world. Yeah, <laughs> I have never think, been I out of the probably East the internet
0: and like uh, you have like a uh, like a shtick. Yeah. I don't want to say a gimmick, but it's like kind of like... Oh, uh, like totally a gimmick. Like, you know, like, uh, the fucking... was the name of that album that you put out? The, uh, no
1: Effects and Outcome the Wolves Dookie. Yeah, that
0: one. <laughs> like, like that's like... Like, like if you know... About, you're like, what the fuck is this? Yeah. You're going to look at it. And yeah. if, like, if you were a dude that grew up on that stuff, you're going to be like, this is pretty fucking funny. Yeah. Well, like, my brother was <laughs> like,
1: what are you doing? That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard. You're not going to actually call your album that. I'm like... Yeah, we are. And wait till you see the album art. It's even dumber. Yeah. And, like, he was so mad at me. And, like, uh, you know, AF Records, like, they put it out for us. And they were like, you guys are clever guys. Is this really what you want to do? And I'm like, I think that's a really clever title. Yeah. And, like, a bunch (laughs) of people were, like, mad at us. They thought it was so stupid. And then we put it out. And, like, the attention I got on the internet was so ridiculous. Like, we're not that good of a band. But, like, we announced the album and put up a video for uh, the Gay Jesus song the same day, and the video got, like, 15,000 views, because people were like,
0: "What the, the fuck? fuck are these guys? What, yeah. Where do they get away with this? Like, Didn't you guys... I, did I hear about you guys pulling something at Fest?
1: Yeah, the uh, first year we played Fest, we knew nobody was going to come see us. There's, like, 300 bands that play Fest. We had never been down there. We had never been anywhere. Uh, and so we were like, no one's going to come see us. So... We had our friend Richard, who does art for all the cool punk rock bands. He drew up some art for us. We took that art, and we said, members of Dillinger 4, Latterman, and Lawrence Arms, and then we put a Fat Records logo on it, and we made posters. <laughs> put them all over town. And like our friends were like, aren't you afraid you're going to get sued? Like You can't just put a Fat Records logo on something. I'm like, who's going to sue me? Fat Mike? He just <laughs> fed people piss It. South by Southwest, like, a week ago, and, like, that guy's not suing people for putting a logo on a flyer, trust me, uh, yeah, so we did it, and we filled the room, and all these people came, and then we were, like, oh, all these kids are gonna be so mad at us when they realize (laughs) we just lied to them, and they didn't, they got into it, they were all, like, in the mood to party and to go with it, and it was great, and, like, the part I feel shitty about is, like, I'm fine with deceiving all these kids, because they had a good time in the end, but, uh. The band that played after us, I didn't realize at the time when we made the flyer actually had a member of Ladderman in it. And everybody left after we played and there was like a couple people get left to watch this dude's here. band. And I was like, Maybe you should have promoted your band as featuring members of
0: Ladderman. <laughs> did you ever get any shit for that? No. Nobody like, like did... We won an award from Alternative Press. Oh really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking awesome. Yeah. Did you uh, ever hear from any of the dudes in those bands about that? Did it ever, you know, if it got to them or...
1: No, in fact, uh, Andy T uh, was playing bass in White Wives at the time. And he was like, guys, I don't know about this. Soon as I get home from Fest, White Wives is going out on tour with Lawrence Arms. Like, I don't know if I feel comfortable dropping their name and then like going out on tour with them. But they didn't know he was in that band or whatever. So... Yeah, I mean, there was a ton of talk about it, but nobody ever, like, came up to us and said anything, so.
0: No, I think that, like, that's awesome. Like, I think, like, with, uh, again, going back to, like, that shtick that you guys have, you can pull off some shit like that, and it's, like, okay. Yeah. Like, it's, like, oh, well, you know, these guys are assholes, and this is funny. Yeah. And it's, like, if, like, if you're, if you get the joke, you're gonna get it. Yeah. And if you, if it goes over your head, you're probably never gonna catch it. Those people aren't gonna get it.
1: Well, it's amazing how many times it goes over somebody's head, like, I always think that it's like really obvious what we're doing and how how it's a joke and whatever like uh, a month ago or whatever we announced we were breaking up the band was done we had a show in Pittsburgh and then we we're gonna play Fest and that was our last show ever and then uh, and like all the and I was like nobody's gonna buy this we've been lying since day one we're sure. a band <laughs> of liars for four years. Uh, All the, like, news things, like, punk news and all that crap, like, posted it, picked it up. Hey, the band's breaking up, whatever. And then when we got back from Fest, we just posted a short video on YouTube. We are like, hey, we just want to let everybody know what's going on with us. And we posted the clip of Seinfeld when George quits his job and Jerry's like, just go back, just walk in, just pretend like it never happened. So we posted that, like, and that's obviously, like, our explanation of, like, Hey, we didn't really break up. We're back. We're playing a show tonight. Yeah. (laughs) Roboto. And uh, kids were like, I don't get it. Did you break up or not? Did the band ever even actually happen? I'm like, what do you mean did the band ever happen? You have our record. (laughs) I don't understand that question. But yeah, so I don't know. It's still working. People probably still think we're broken up.
0: <laughs> do you think that you would uh, ever.? It's, I guess, like, the, you're in a band with, like, friends and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. And I guess you probably already answered my question. I was like, do you ever feel the need to, like, write something that's more, like, get your real thoughts across or just, like, your real thoughts? Like, eh, fuck it.
1: Yeah. Fuck it. <laughs> I mean, as stupid as our songs are, those probably are our real thoughts. Um, yeah, I mean, there's actually been some conversation from people, like, Outside the band that's been like, I think we should, like, pull the mask back a little bit and, like, talk about who you guys really are and, like, why this band is a thing. Maybe explain some of the jokes that went over people's heads and, like, what you guys are thinking, why you wanted to make that joke. And we were like, no, that's stupid. (laughs) Like, if they don't get it, that's fine. Whatever. And, like, we talked about the whole breakup thing and we're like, what if people think we broke up and then they don't realize we got back together? And we're like if people don't know that we're a band, then we shouldn't, we don't deserve for them to know we're a band. Like, that's fine. Like, if we're not doing something that they give a fuck about, then whatever. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's, if if you need to explain a joke the, yeah. the, to, to someone, it's like, yeah. there's no fucking point.
1: Yeah. So when we first started the band, because it was the first band I was ever in, and like I said, those bands that like made the biggest impact on me were these like dudes that were just being themselves, being really genuine and sincere. I was like, ah, oh, it'd be cool to be in a band like that. And then, like, the more we've done with this band and, like, the way we've grown, I'm like, this is so much better and so much, like, freer
0: to be I'm able to sure do I'm sure it's a lot less uh, stressful.
1: Yeah, and, like, we don't give a shit about anything. Like I said, like our guitar player was in Disney while we were playing yeah. in Florida at the fest. And like, she's like, whatever, if you can make it fine. Sometimes there's nine guys on stage. Sometimes
0: there's five. It's whatever. Yeah. Like, you know, I've, I've been in a bunch of different styles of bands and stuff like that. I've been in a lot of metal bands with metal dudes. It just took metal real seriously. Yeah. And it's like, I, I don't know. It's like now it's like, I just think it's like, The band that I'm in now, it's, like, a weird counterbalance. It's, like, okay, it's, like, I'm gonna write some stuff, and I guess it's, like, metal, whatever. Like, I try not to make any points. I just kind of, like, write some shit that sounds cool and then make the merch that looks like metal merch. But then it's just, like, we're just goofy dudes. And, like, when we're playing, it's, like, goofy and it's fun. But it's, like, I don't know. The metal crowd in particular, it's really hard to sell them, like the goofy merch yeah for a while that was kind of like a trend but that's like more with like the mall metal i think like the big cartoon characters and like bubble letter thing and then like you hear them when it's all like yeah and it's like what yeah what is this (laughs) really confusing um i guess we can trail off from the band thing and maybe go into the printing thing a bit okay i guess i really don't know what to have anything to talk about i was just thinking about it because of the merch yeah and stuff like that so like band merch. Yeah. How do you feel about band merch? Like, bad band merch. Uh, (laughs) I mean, I've seen plenty of it. I've
1: seen a whole lot of it. I think that, like, band merch is definitely super crucial. Uh, It's how you afford to be a band, because you're certainly not selling records. you gotta Uh, know the market that you're gonna be... But I feel like, yeah, there's not really a whole lot of point in making shirts if you're not gonna put a tiny bit of effort into making sure. a good shirt you know like yeah I've always felt really stoked about like the stuff that we've had as a band and like made a point to try and have like good t-shirts for our band and uh yeah I mean a great band t-shirt like I, I don't know a kid will definitely buy a bad shirt if he loves a band but I think people will buy shirts from a band they don't even know if they're great shirts so yeah
0: how do you feel about like different colored shirts I feel like with band shirts, for some reason, if it's not black, you have a really fucking hard time selling it.
1: Yeah, it's impossible, and I hate it. Like, it (laughs) pisses me off because I'm wearing a maroon hoodie right now. Yeah. And uh, my friends in Worship This made it, and I'm like, you guys are fucking idiots. Like, I'm glad it exists, and I'm wearing it, but you're investing all this money in these hoodies, and no one's going to buy them because they're not black. Like, and it's not even just bands. Like, at Commonwealth Press, we have a retail store. Anything that we put in that store that's not black, people are like, So are you gonna run this design on black? I'm like, <laughs> No, just buy the goddamn gold one, you idiot. Like, yeah, it, it's it pisses me off that people can't wear anything but black shirts ever. Like, 90% of my wardrobe is black, but I have a yellow shirt. <laughs> you know, it's fine. I didn't
0: explode when I put it on. Like, it's really, really weird. I, I have always had, like, I hate when like bands will do the same design on like five different color runs. Yeah jesus christ yeah i don't it's like it's like we gotta find the color that's gonna work yeah you know what color's gonna work if you're listening to this black yeah black's the fucking color black that's gonna works. work
1: and like w- that punk rock room my life shirt we have we ran it on black and that's all we ever did and then uh two the bass player in anti-flag was like hey i want to get one of those shirts will you make me a white one He's like, I just want a different one than everybody else. And I was like, I'll make you a white one, whatever. So we made it. And then, like, all these kids see him wearing it, and they're like, I need a white one, I need a white one, I need a white one. And I'm like, you would have never bought that white one if I printed that. Oh, yeah. But because he's wearing it, now you want a white one. Like, sure. Whatever. You
0: can get away with some, like, white merch. Yeah. Sometimes I've gotten away with, like, sport gray. Yeah. Um. It depends on yeah, the design. You gotta, you gotta be <laughs> so basic. It's like... But, uh, yeah, that's it. If, yeah. you, if you get into... Like the golds or reds and shit yeah. like that. It's like ugh.
1: Yeah. When I worked at AF Records, we had like probably twenty five anti flag shirts, and there was like one red one, and it just sat on the shelf. No one ever bought it. <laughs> just like whatever.
0: It's really really weird. Yeah. It
1: it's so frustrating. So
0: anyway. um, Commonwealth Press, yep. where you work. You said you've been working there for seven, seven years. Yep. Um. Did you have, like, a background in art or anything like that? Not really, um... (laughs) You just pick up things,
1: like... Yeah. Uh, I mean, when I was working at AF Records, uh, I was kind of doing... The guy that was, like, the the art dude there left, and so I was kind of doing my best to do, like, album covers and stuff, whatever needed done, um... So I can, like, do Photoshop and shit, but I'm not an artist, I'm not a musician, I'm not anything, I don't know.
0: (laughs) You know, it's kind of funny, I just had this thought, like, like, you were working at AF Records and, like, putting together things... Where, and then, like, I, I work for Get Hip, yeah. and it's kind of, like, the same thing. I had, like, some background in, like, Photoshop and drawing and painting and stuff, but it was, like, do you know how the screen print? It's, like, I never fucking did this before in my life, but I'll yeah. figure it out. Yeah. You know, whatever. And <laughs> and it's, like, there are people that, like, bust their ass in school to, like, get the jobs that we have. Yeah. And it's, like, we just somehow bullshitted our way yeah. into it. It's just, like, I don't know. So yeah. much of life is figuring out how to bullshit yeah. It's like, who you know and how you can bullshit them, yeah. and then you'll be good.
1: Well, when I was going to college, like I was like, all I want to do is work at a record label. That's like what I want to do. What were you going to
0: school for? That's the thing.
1: I was just, you like, were just there. Yeah, I was just taking all the classes that no matter what my major was going to be, I was going to have take, to take them anyway. Yeah, okay. And then I got through all those, and I still didn't know what I wanted to do, so I was like, fuck this, I'm out of here. But like I was working at AF Records, and I was like why am I going to college hoping to get a job at a record label when I work at a record label already? Uh, So I did that for a while, and we were using Commonwealth Press to print some of our stuff, so I got to know those guys, and that's when, like, the label world just, like, started falling apart all over the place. Like, AF Records switched distributors. The new distributor wasn't selling anything. They weren't giving us any money. Everything was, like, super fucked. Uh, Commonwealth Press needed help. I went over there. The label was, like... I think, probably happy to get rid of me because there's like, no money yeah. coming in, you know? Yeah, that's understandable. Uh, yeah, so I went over there and just did whatever I could there. But uh, we have a dude now, uh, Chris, who went to Edinburgh for screen printing. I'm like, you went to college for this, man? Like, <laughs> it's, he's great. Like, he's a super talented dude. And, like... Uh, he prints all day, but, like, he does his own, uh, line of shirts. Like, he does all the, like, Handmade Arcade type shows. Okay. And, like, when he does that, like, I don't know if you know, like, about Ruby Lith and stuff, like, the old school way of, like, when, before you could run films, you had to, like, cut everything out of okay. Ruby Lith. And, like, that's what he does, like, for himself. Like, he does it the super old school is he way. Is a fucking
0: masochist? <laughs> he is, kind of. He, like, hates
1: computers, hates technology, like... Uh, I was with him at Copies of Carson one day. He was, like, trying to run these uh, transparencies to, like, figure something out. And, like, it just wasn't working. They Their machine was messed up or something. I was like, you know we got a machine at the place you work that will just print the film right out for you. You don't have to do any of this. He's like, no deal. <laughs> Not interested. <laughs> like, the guy won't text. He has a flip phone. He hates computers. He hates, like, the whole thing. So, yeah, he... Went to school for that, learned how to do it, like, the old school legit way. It still does it that way, like, for his stuff when he can. You know, we don't let him do it at works. it would take <laughs> a million years. But, yeah, it's...
0: That's pretty awesome, It's
1: though. super awesome, yeah. And he went to school for it, and it shows.
0: But, yeah, cool. I, I guess, I guess, I guess yeah, taking the statement back, it's like, yeah, <laughs> we're bullshitting our way through these things, yeah. but we don't have any, like, really... We have some talents, but we're definitely, <laughs> yeah. like... You put us next to somebody that went to school for it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's like, you know, we all have we're all in the same place. Yeah. At yeah. the end of the day. And um
1: Yeah, I definitely don't think that uh like a formal education is
0: necessary for a lot of stuff. I, I guess mean, it depends. If you're if you're like a doctor, exactly. I, I might want you to Yeah, exactly. I don't <laughs>
1: want like a self taught surgeon. But I mean, for most of the shit like the I'm for into, the arts, that Yeah, sure. exactly. All the creative stuff, like You know, I think that hands-on experience or learning from somebody that knows how to do it, like, apprenticeship-type stuff is as valuable, if not way more valuable, than going into a ton of debt to figure it out.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I didn't do any school stuff. I don't know. I was like, yeah, I'm going to go to the Art Institute, and then... Like, my mom kicked me out when I was, like, 17. That just yeah. changed all that. That was probably the best thing yeah, that ever was happened say, was me lucky. not going to the Art Institute. Yeah,
1: I don't know anybody that has... I know very few people that graduated and even less that have, like, made a career out of whatever they went to the Art Institute for. Yeah, that's... It, now they work at sandwich shops and have $100,000 in debt. So Yeah,
0: but I wonder... I don't know if that really has to do with the school itself or people that... Are just I don't want to say lazy, but people that are just like misguided in what they yeah. want to do. Like you know, they had fun drawing in their sketchbook throughout high school, so that's they true. think that graphic design is going to be their future. Yeah,
1: nah, I totally could see that. Yeah. <laughs> you know, that's like the well, I don't want to get a real job, so I'll go to the art institute and like fuck off and yeah.
0: I think it's like it's like a, if you go through school and you really apply yourself. Yeah and whatever even if you don't go to school if you apply yourself and you're really driven you'll end up where you want to be yeah i mean that's how you ended up where you're at yeah and that's how i ended up where i'm at it's just like i feel like we're both people that were like yeah i want to fucking do this yeah like seriously i want to do this so I think one of the it. worst
1: things for uh like formal education college education is like forcing kids right out of high school to go there like if i was to go back to school now i would be spending my own money i would be doing it because i like want to learn something, I want to get somewhere, like, that I need this education for, like, I would take it really seriously. When I was going to school, I didn't know what I wanted to do, I was just wasting time. Yeah, sure,
0: it's kind of, it's kind of fucked up that you expect people to know what they want to do before they're legally old enough to buy cigarettes. Yeah,
1: or, like, you know, have any kind of real-world job experience, like, Yeah. yeah, it's crazy to me, like, you just, like, pick a career out of thin air and go to school and spend a ton of money, like,
0: I feel Yeah, I feel like there's, like, some weird sort of, like, outdated thing happening now. Yeah. Like, you know, maybe a few decades ago when, like, it was normal to be married, you know, at, like, 21, yeah. 22 to, like, your high school sweetheart. It's, like, everything's so fucking different now. There's yeah. so much more. It's school's so expensive now, it's too. That's ridiculous. It's crazy. I saw something that somebody posted online, which I try not to look at these things too much, but if it's interesting, it was, like, a a chart I don't know if it was like if, the, if this was real. It's the website seemed credible enough but like a chart on how like tuition's of different schools have increased over like the past yeah. like 20 30 years. It's like holy shit like yeah, it's like it's painful. four or five times the amount of money for the same stuff. I guess yeah. it's like maybe it's more expensive to run a school now because they need all fucking new $3000 imax in the school. Yeah. But it's like I, I feel like I, people, I don't know
1: if it's a legit like costs have gone up so tuition goes up i think they're just getting rich i Uh, (laughs) think yeah
0: maybe a mixture
1: yeah yeah i'm sure it's a little bit of that but i don't know i i'm lucky that i figured out after a year year and a half that that wasn't for me and i don't have a any student loan debt that is left over now but like coming out of four or five years and like getting a degree like kids don't even realize like they've never had to handle their own money at the time that they're, like, going into school yeah, for the most part. At least like, no
0: real money. Yeah. You and know?
1: So, they don't think, like, well, I'm going to spend $90,000 to get a degree to get a job that's going to pay me thirty grand a year. Like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, that's really bad economics. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. I think that whole world, I don't know. Something so, needs to change.
0: So, if you ever, I'm, you don't have children, I'm assuming. No. Okay. So, do you think you'll ever have children? You don't know? How know. do you feel about kids?
1: Uh, I think kids are great. Like um, other, other people's kids. Yeah, uh,
0: other people's
1: <laughs> kids are great. They can have as many as they That's want. That's like how um, I am with like pets. Like, yeah.
0: Like dogs are cool, but I wouldn't want
1: one. I always thought I was gonna have kids, um, for sure. Like when the time was right, and like now I'm married. I'm in my thirties. Are own, you married? Yeah. Oh, cool. Uh, we own a house, and it's like the time is right, I guess, but it doesn't feel right. Okay. So I'm like, I don't know. You know, I babysat some kids, and I was like this is so intense and I'm going to kill one of these kids and the parents are going to be super mad at me and I can't have kids because I would murder them. They would they would die. Like, I can't
0: even take care of a plant.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like, I can't take care of myself. Like, <laughs> yeah. I forget to eat lunch sometimes. Like- <laughs> yeah, no, totally.
0: It's weird. Uh, the past two weeks I've had uh, people in here who are, like, are in our age range and have, like, multiple kids. Yeah. And it's like, whoa, like, yeah. how fucking different is your life? Because it's like, they're doing music stuff, too. And, yeah. like, it's like, how do you juggle all that? Like, it's like, stresses me out talking yeah. to him. It's like a whole other fucking level.
1: Well, and I think it depends on the person a lot, too. Yeah, like, totally. Andy T. and our band uh, had a kid last year, and, like, it's his life now, obviously, which it should be, you know, like, and it's, you know... He was like, I don't know how much longer I can do this. Like, I have this kid. I'm, my whole fucking world has changed, whatever. Uh, our drummer just had his second kid. And, like, I think a lot of it is his wife is a doctor, nurse, whatever. Uh, so they're, like, maybe less stressed out about the kid because she's like, I know the kid's not going to die. I know how to <laughs> fix the kid. If it gets sick or whatever. And they're not, like, freaking out. Like, uh, So, yeah, he's, like, the drummer is ready to go and do stuff, and Andy's, like, freaking out, and he has a kid at home, and he has to take care of it, and he has to, like, get this job to take care of his family, and it's, like, yeah, it's crazy. And my boss has two kids, and I don't know. I think it's, like,
0: only really, really crazy for, like, a couple years. Yeah. And then it gets okay. Yeah. And then whenever, like, the kid gets old enough to say, fuck you, it gets crazy again. Yeah. But, like, in a different way. That's kind (laughs) of, like,
1: I... (laughs) I'm like have this really selfish thing in the back of my head where I'm like watching my boss's kids grow up and I'm like I want to see what happens when these kids become teenagers like because he's stoked that he's a dad you know he loves his kids and he's like I go home and I, I watch them like learn all this new stuff and it's like super rewarding and I love it and Andy T says the same thing like his world has changed like he had no idea how much he could like care about another person sure and uh, it's it's blown his mind and then. I'm like, what is it going to be like when they're teenagers? Because I remember being a teenager <laughs> and I feel bad for my mom for like the shit I put them through. And like, I want to see how that plays out I'm like decide if I want to have kids after I see a couple of my friends yeah. have teenagers. <laughs> Are you still
0: tight with your parents?
1: Um, yeah. I mean, yes and no. Uh, My dad, like he's a Vietnam vet, alcoholic, uh, geez. Dude, yeah, uh, sure. has his own has issues. So we were never super tight. You know, my mom has always had to kind of pick up the slack for that. So she's always sort of been a saint. But, you know, we were he was came out of the Vietnam War, became a mill worker, mills closed, just like, you know, Pittsburgh. Yeah, exactly. All that shit. Like (laughs) got into the Painter's Union, was laid off more times than he was at work and just drank away all those problems and
0: were your parents older when they had you and your brother or
1: with. What... um i have a older brother that's older than mike and oh, oh you have another okay yeah so uh mike just turned 40 this year i have an older brother and uh obviously i'm eight years behind them so i don't think they were necessarily planning on me uh, showing sure. up. uh yeah i mean they're in their 60s now and yeah so
0: yeah it's wild know. like my, my mom was like 17 or 18 when she had me yeah and like my dad was maybe only like a year or two older so it was like I guess it was kind of cool growing up because like I think about it it's like when I was like fucking like fuck how old am I I'm 29 now so whenever I was like the age I am now like I was like already like 10 or something like that yeah. I have a 10 year old right now yeah it's like whoa, yeah what? that's crazy and it totally makes sense like thinking about like my dad listened to all this like awesome music and my mom was in like all that hair metal shit and stuff (laughs) I was like well they're in their fucking 20s of course."
1: yeah yeah that's crazy my uh my wife's oldest sister uh was in her her mom was pregnant at her high school graduation okay so you know like that kind of thing and I have some friends that you know got uh had kids when they were in high school so now they're like in their early 30s and their kids are you know 16 years old, 17 years old, whatever, get ready to graduate high <laughs> yeah, school. Yeah, it's like, It's what? crazy. Sometimes I wonder if that's, like, almost better for a kid. Like, if if you're, like, a teenager and you're about to have a kid, if you have, like, good parents, which, I don't know, maybe if you had good parents you wouldn't be sure. having yeah. teen pregnancy situations. Yeah. But I don't know, I feel like that's almost, like, two sets of parents. Like, I don't know, whatever.
0: <laughs> I think it'd be, like, easier, like, like, grow up with, like, a parent that's, like, still trying to, like, figure themselves out while you're figuring yourself out. Yeah. could be, like, a cool bonding thing. <laughs> yeah. Or it could just be, like, a mess. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I think in a lot of those situations, the, those parents want to be friends because they're yeah. not old enough to be a disciplinarian. Or, <laughs> themselves, like, so. or,
0: or, yeah, or they're, like, so young that they still want to go out and have their 20s. Yeah. So, like, the child might be neglected. Yeah. And then it gets into, like, a weird, uh you know... <laughs> I feel like that's what happened with me yeah <laughs> but I, I turned out okay I yeah all right, you
1: know? <laughs> yeah that's the thing I mean I don't know luckily like all my friends that have kids seem to be great parents and like I feel like I want to have kids to like I don't know try to like offset the balance of like shitty people that have kids like I my friends who I like love and respect have kids and they're gonna raise great kids to be like great people and i've like i'm almost bummed that me and so many of my friends like may choose to not have kids because i think they would be great parents you know yeah so well
0: hey you know you're not gonna go you you can do it whenever yeah (laughs) i mean i guess there is some sort of an expiration date but uh i think you're you're all right now you have some time to figure it out and if it falls into place it'll happen how long have you been married
1: uh i got married in 2011 so like okay. three years
0: cool yeah and that's that's all right yeah it's all right yeah
1: <laughs> it uh it was a lot like dating i guess <laughs> it was, yeah. wasn't really a whole lot different so it's cool she's cool
0: <laughs> that's good that's it's yeah. a good thing you want to be married to yeah. a cool person
1: yeah we uh i don't know she's like into a lot of the same music that i am uh so it's cool like when we go to fest she wants to go just as much as i do that's I, like, awesome but, like, you know, not just because I'm going and, like, wants to hang out with me. She's like, yo, I'm going to see the Flatliners. Are you coming? I'm like, no, I'm going to go see this band. She's like, all right, I'll catch you later.
0: <laughs> yeah, so, that's that's definitely awesome, yeah. too. Um, it's like I've been dating someone now for about three years, and we have some, like, mutual music that we like because, again, I like stuff that's all over the board, so there are yeah. some things that we connect on. But it's like if there's, like, If Dillinger escape plan's coming, she's not going to go. Yeah. (laughs) It's just, like, it's not going to fucking happen. But it's like, fuck, yeah, I want (laughs) to do this. But, eh,
1: you know. Uh, Our, uh, Our musical differences are almost, like, too close. Like, her favorite thing is Tegan and Sarah. Okay. And that's, like, a little too slow for me <laughs> sure uh but it's like close enough that i'm like yeah i'll go that'll be fun and then i'm like all right cool and she's like you're not having the best time ever And i'm like oh I want a good time we're <gasps> hanging out that's cool
0: like i'm happy to be here with you
1: <laughs> you know but it like bums her out that i'm not as stoked as she is and you yeah know, i'm sure yeah, she feels know, that way I about went some to, of the stuff
0: uh, I so too. Yeah, I went, we went and saw fallout boy and that was okay yeah it wasn't like the most horrible thing in the world but yeah. i went but yeah she would have never gone to a dillinger <laughs> escape plan sure. yeah but fuck it, whatever. Yeah. So I guess we can probably wrap up. I think Word. we've covered enough of stuff. <laughs> sure. I don't know. Uh, anything else you want to throw out there? Sure. I'll I'll promo your band for anybody who doesn't know. I'll talk about it. Uh, yeah. I don't know, man. You're just uh, a dude doing. I, I can say that. A, I'm <laughs> just a dude doing doing <laughs> just, what I do,
1: and uh, uh, yeah. That's all. I don't know.
0: Well, hey, dude. Thanks for coming over. It was, yeah. It was dope. Thanks for having me. <laughs> and that's all folks thanks so much for sticking around and listening to the conversation dan's a really cool dude it's i'm really stoked on when i meet people that are like around my age that have like a similar sort of way that they feel about life you know like we're you know just have a lot in common with the guy and uh i like him i think that you know we could be homies If we weren't so busy in our own lives, I feel like we could maybe hang out and stuff and drink beer. It could be cool. (laughs) But yeah, so thanks for listening to the conversation. Be sure to tune in again next week for another conversation. And uh, yeah, I guess that's all I really have to say about that, you know. I am Sykes. Start the beat 2014. Woo! Woo! Thanks for listening.